This is the first time the film and motion picture industry has been featured in the annual Garrity Perception Survey. 70% of New Mexico residents have a favorable opinion of the film and motion picture industry. It's my pleasure to welcome the director of the New Mexico Film Office, Amber Dodson. Director Dodson, welcome and thank you so much for taking some time today to talk about the film and motion picture industry. Thank you for having me so much. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here and happy to um, spread a lot of good news today. Outstanding. Well, you know, you with a combined 20 years of professional experience in the entertainment, media, and tech industries, uh, you clearly have a lot of background and you're no stranger to New Mexico's film and motion picture industry. Can you provide a little bit of additional background for our viewers? Sure, yeah, in, in a nutshell. Um, Ever since I fell in love with the power of film, the power of storytelling um, in a visual media like film and TV um, back in high school, I've always been in this world in one way or another. Um, so I started out working um, at Dish Network in Colorado and I started out in marketing and advertising and video and TV production, doing a lot of basically commercial production. Um, and learning the art, you know, not the most exciting subject matter, but definitely learning the art of how to produce and what it takes to do a show or, or make a uh, promo piece. Um, after that, and after getting bored with that subject matter, um, I went out on my own and did some commercial production. And then I decided that's not enough either. I want to do, you know, movies and TV shows and, and documentaries. Um, so I moved to the Los Angeles market and, um, you know, started out as a low, I begged, begged for a job as a Hollywood producer's assistant. Um, as a matter of fact, those jobs are really hard to come by. And, you know, people with college degrees like myself um, and advanced degrees, you start out as an assistant. That's how you learn how Hollywood works. So you pay your dues and they're, they're not easy to pay. Um, and worked my way up and, and learned, you know, various aspects of the business, everything from development and fundraising to physical production and even a bit about distribution and marketing. Um, and after that, uh, I decided to start a family and wanted to get out of that production day-to-day -day lifestyle, which is a thrill but it doesn't suit everyone at all times in their lives. Um, <laughs> for some it does, for me it didn't. So I, I ventured out into tech startups and I worked for a tech startup called Synchronize that was actually brilliant. It's still in existence and it's used at just about every studio still today. Um, it's a brilliant cloud-based application for film and TV productions to basically work more efficiently and um, streamline workflow and stay on the same virtual page, something that Hollywood had never really had before. So I sold that and helped grow that startup um, and it's, it's still, as I mentioned, it's still an incredible product and it was actually acquired by entertainment partners. Um, so that was a really fun ride in. Um, and then here in New Mexico, most recently, I was um, head of the Albuquerque Film Office. That was my first foray into government. I thoroughly, it was a steep learning curve. I'd always been in the private sector, but I really enjoy being a public servant. And, um, you know, the goal of, providing and supporting and facilitating a thriving economy really lights my fire 
as opposed to maybe just making money for a studio. <laughs> so I really enjoy that aspect of this job and bringing in my expertise from the, the private sector and um, production and um, Hollywood because it is such a different world. I feel like I've now landed in just kind of like a dream job. I really, it's been a wild three months with COVID-19, but I, I'm thoroughly enjoying the challenges and um, the purpose that I serve in this, in this job. So that's, I hope that's oh. quick enough. Sorry if that was too long. <laughs> oh, you're, no, that's good. I, I didn't know a lot about it. And I say congratulations to you for being able to successfully bridge that private sector to public sector uh, you know, chasm, because it is a chasm. It's just, it's, it a, it's a different thought process, not good or bad. It's just very different. And so congratulations mm -hmm. to you. <laughs> Thank you. Still learning, still learning. <laughs> so, you know, some people who might not be that familiar with the state, who might be brand new, um, might not really know that much about the film industry in New Mexico. Could you share a little bit of your perspective on New Mexico's history in film and motion picture and how it's grown in the state? Yeah, absolutely. I think this needs to be a story that we tell far and wide. Um, the, the history of film and TV in New Mexico goes back incredibly long, 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 long ago. 1898, I think, was the first alleged documentary film ever shot, and that was shot here in New Mexico. Um, ever since then, we've had quite a storied history and quite prestigious history of you know, some allegedly the best TV show ever made by some critics, Breaking Bad, was made here. Um, we, but prior to that, you know, shows like um, The Avengers was made here. Most of that movie was made here, and most people do not know that. Um, you know, the Cohen, various Cohen brother movies, um, all kinds of series, The Night Shift and Better Call Saul, and um, it's. You can look back and actually we have a filmography on our New Mexico Film Office website that I would encourage anyone to check out. Even people who have lived here for decades had no idea this many projects were actually made here. And that's really a testament to one, New Mexico is a creative place. Our creative economy is thriving. It's always been a big part of our identity and our livelihoods and film and TV is part of that and has been for a long, long, long time. Um, also, the fact that the film and TV industry has been here so long and it's not just sustained but is growing is a true testament to our, our crew base, the people who live and work here, our New Mexican professionals in this industry who are consummate experts in what they do. Um, in phone calls with the um, Los Angeles you know, production executives, studios and production companies, I hear time and time again, our crew base is bar none. Um, outstanding, world-class. These are the words that, that describe our New Mexico crew base. And of course, with Governor uh, Lujan uh, Grisham and her being a total champion and advocate of the film industry, that incentive is just the, the perfect keystone to all of this coming together. So um, I think now more than ever, the film and TV industry here is just poised for the most bright future. Well, uh, indeed, I didn't know that it has been in existence for quite that long, and especially starting with the documentary, being a former news person, um, mm -hmm. you know, I always like to make sure that, uh, you know, there's some representation, and it appears uh, with documentaries, that was the, the first go at it. So I think that's great. 
I know. So, I'm a documentary fan as well. I'm really proud of that fact. I tout it whenever I can. <laughs> that's awesome. So, you know, this is uh, the first year that the film and motion picture industry has been included in the Garrity Perception Survey. Uh, it shows very well, 70% approval rating. Uh, you know, it's tied for third as far as the most favorable in the state. Why do you think it's, it's one of the most favorable industries in New Mexico? That's such a good question. And we are so happy to be part of the Garrity survey, by the way. So thank you. Um, I, I think, you know, when I started working in Albuquerque, the film office, a lot of, a lot of the job there is interfacing with the community. Um, whether it's, you know, um, there's someone who knocked on my door, they want to use my house as a location. Is this production legitimate? to you know there's a truck parked and it's um it should be parked there it's blocking my driveway and so we work with the productions to make sure everything is the wheels are greased between the community and the production so in working like firsthand with our with albuquerque the community it's a film friendly place and why i think part of it is because film and tv is not is not novel to our to our residents it's something that again we've we've had in our neighborhoods and um, on our streets we've seen productions um, daily when things are really bumping um, it's it's not this weird um, you know mythical industry that happens somewhere else it actually happens here on our own streets and in our our own homes and employing our own local businesses. So I think we're film friendly. That takes a long time for a community, I think, to warm up to the industry. Um, so we're, that's just another asset we have here. When, when, you, when productions come to shoot here, they're talking to, in general, um, you know, residents and business owners who have worked with the film industry, and they think it's very good for the economy. Obviously it is. Also, we're a film friendly place because so many jobs are, um, you know, produced by the film and TV production industry. When a production gets greenlit, let's just take, for example, um, a feature film last year, Netflix's Army of the Dead. They did most of their photography and production in Albuquerque. Overnight, that employed 501 New Mexico crew members. That's just the crew, 500 people. These are high paying jobs. You know, these are these are not just jobs. They actually turn into long, long careers, lifelong careers. Hmm. Um, and that doesn't include background actors. I think they topped 2000 background actors and principals and stunts. And so I think I think this is a film friendly state and place because so many businesses and and residents actually are employed or benefit from it. Um, it's a clean industry. It's something that it's a growing, thriving industry. It's blowing up now more than ever. Um, and New Mexico has everything it takes to really be a premier hub. Um, and I think that that is becoming more well-known, just com and more commonplace. Um, and I think the more stories we get out there about, and we hear these all the time, and we strive, we're going to strive to get more of these out into the press as well. But for example, there's a, someone owns a salon, is sick of being a salon owner, happens to get a job, you know, in film and TV and finds out that's his or her passion, never looked back, you know, and thus once a union member has pension and benefits and, and you're in this industry that's really thrilling and attracts really hardworking, passionate people. Um, so I think it's all of those things combined makes us a really film friendly uh, state. 
Well, and I also think that it provides a real sense of pride. Uh, you know, because I know whenever I, uh, you know, back in the pre-COVID days, you know, whenever I would go to conferences or meetings out of state, uh, you know, you mentioned Albuquerque and everybody's talking about breaking bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, reg- you know, some people might not like the subject matter, but I think everybody can agree. I like both, by the way. I think we all can agree that the scenery is just simply spectacular. They provide a lens on New Mexico, all the different motion pictures uh, that a lot of us you know, just haven't really seen before or have seen it, but not necessarily through their eyes. So I think that it's a, it's a great ombudsman for the state, no doubt. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, when um, I was in Europe last year, and whenever I mentioned Albuquerque as well, everyone just said, oh, Breaking Bad, that's the best show. It looks so beautiful in New Mexico. Wow, wow, wow. We, we want to come and do the Breaking Bad tour. They really just want to <laughs> come to New Mexico to see those amazing locations and, and landscapes. So I agree. That's a great point. It is a huge source of pride. And so, you know, in this, uh, you know, we're, we're in this COVID area. You're on the job for, you know, several months. You're already very experienced going into, the, into this opportunity. Um, what does the film and motion picture look like in a post-COVID environment? That's a great question. Um, The past three months, I think everyone in this industry, we've all been thinking, reinventing and trying to grasp what this will really look like. Um, We've all been also pouring over all of the guidelines and protocols that every country and state and city are releasing as as we go on um, to kind of see what this will look like. But ultimately, we now have a pretty clear picture just um, functionally what it will look like with um, a white paper that came out and also a DGA, SAG, IOTSE, Teamsters joint um, report on safety guidelines that came out a couple weeks ago. It really provides like, a pa- it's called the safe way forward. It provides us a, a pathway and some guidelines as to how do we move forward in a post-COVID, in a current COVID and post-COVID world um, on set offset in the production office, um, scouting and auditions. It goes through department by department um, and provides, you know, this framework and these guidelines so that, so this industry continue, can continue to thrive and not, not, um, and, and, and essentially keep people safe. Health safety is the priority of these guidelines and of course of our state and um, in our film industry here locally. We, we're, we want the, the health safety of every person to drive all decisions when on a film and TV production. That's really our main goal and the governor's goal. So um, functionally, we're getting there. Um, we've got these guidelines from the, the guilds and unions. There's the official next iteration of those is forthcoming. So that will really be um, the next milestone. And then at that point, we... Um, we, as in New Mexico, will be releasing some recommendations that basically complement those guidelines and provide some other resources and principles from which to draw. And then just in terms of the, what the pipeline looks like and what New Me- how busy we're going to be, that if that's the other end of the question you're asking, is actually we've never <laughs> looked better. Um, if there's a silver lining to COVID-19 in regard to our New Mexico film and TV industry, it's certainly the fact that New Mexico looks more appealing now than it even did before. Why the proximity to Los Angeles is a huge factor right now. There's a lot of productions that, that were previously uh, set for, you know, off the top of my head, Bogota, Colombia, Georgia, 
New Jersey, New York, um, Europe, that, and these production executives are really wanting to have their shows and their people closer to Los Angeles um, to mitigate risk. Um, also, the, with our governor doing such an incredible job with um, preventing crazy spread of the virus in New Mexico, you know, we are really, we're green right now. That's also really appealing to the film and TV production industry that, you know what, we're not going to a hot spot. We're not, we're not going to run into a huge disaster and potentially have to, you know, uh, scale back or whatever. So um, all of these things make New, New Mexico even more appealing. And of course, you know, everyone knows our crew base is top notch and we have that incentive that is, again, the keystone. So um, the phone has been ringing off the hook. We're talking to it. That's great. There's tons and tons of productions. Um, so I think when we open up, when it's safe to fully open up, we will be busy for a long time to come. And of course, we have Netflix and NBC here too for the long haul. So yeah, those have got to be two you know, great feathers to have. Uh, yeah. You know, as far as really bragging points for New Mexico, because what other states have those type a presence like that? Uh, I, I can't think of any outside of California. Yeah, not many, not many. Netflix is, um, they've got, you know, they've got more of an international presence. They have some production hubs in other places, um, but we are really unique to have two front running studios right here in Albuquerque and really to have them make that commitment, that long-term commitment, both for spend and for jobs. Um, thanks to everyone before me and my, my amazing, brilliant boss, Secretary Alicia Keys, who were instrumental in bringing those flagships here because without those, yeah, it's a calling card. And I think that really put us on the map. That's wonderful. So, um, Director Dodson, what other insights about the film and motion picture industry would you like to provide as we wrap up our conversation today? Well, I think, you know, in a, in a COVID um, world right now with our economy, of course, hurting and every industry hurting right now, film and TV, let's, you know, I think the governor's incredibly savvy to, to um, really advocate for it and champion it because Film and TV is an industry that can actually bounce back and rebound almost immediately. Once again, it's safe to do so. Not many other industries can rebound so expeditiously, efficiently, and bring in so much outside money overnight. And so I think it's really, even if you're not directly involved in a, or on set in a film and TV production, the ripple effect of this industry is, is so wide, it affects residents and businesses statewide. Um, that spend, when, when a production is here in town, you know, it's not just um, the crew member getting wages or even say an outside actor coming to LA, getting wages and flying out. That person is actually also, you know, going to salons and retail shops and museums and um, spending money in our local economy um, and crews are huge. Casts and crews are huge, and they're here for a long time. So um, I, I'm just here to say it's, a, it's an industry that will help us recover from this time, and um, we're definitely on the trajectory of growth and prosperity, and um, I would encourage anyone who's interested in working in this industry, absolutely go for it. Do not move to L.A. unless you really want to. Stay right here. We actually need you. 
we want to keep growing our crew base and keep growing these businesses that support this um, essential economy to New Mexico. So if somebody wants to learn more, uh, where, what website do they visit? How do they reach out to get more information about the film and motion picture industry in New Mexico? Sure. So, you know, our website actually does have a good amount of information that's really helpful, just general overarching information. Where can I get training in various film and TV um, trades? Where are, where, we, there's 22 schools statewide, just, you know, post-secondary that, that teach in some capacity film and TV, animation, visual effects, post-production. That's pretty amazing. That's also very unique to New Mexico. Um, so our site provides information on resources, um, education, opportunities. When we're open for production, again, you'll see more postings about auditions or you know job postings. But also I would highly encourage people who are interested in working on set to, to look at our local union, our crew below the line union is IATSE, it's an acronym, um, I-A-T-S-E, Local 480, and they have their own website. And that's a great, great wealth of information too about what are the crafts. Um, IATSE Local 480 represents 99 different crafts. There's a huge array of different jobs. So that's another thing that um, so many skills out there are transferable to this industry. And that is a great place to go. Um, if, if something tickles your fancy and you're, you're thinking, you know what, I do know carpentry and I'd really like to work in film and TV, you can actually call IATSE Local 480 and they will provide information. You could possibly get on the overflow list, which is essentially a list um, of people who are trying to acquire hours on a production in or, and other things in order to get into the union. It's not impossible. It's absolutely doable. It's doable every day. Um, so that's a great resource. Talk to them here. They're here, you know, in New Mexico and get on that list and keep um, honing your skills and, and any kind of film and TV events, um, you know, relationships are always critical too. Um, if you know someone working in film and TV, ask them what it's like, ask them, you know, can I be a production assistant? <laughs> because that's a non-union job. Anyone with the right skills and work ethic um, and enough hustle can, can get a job as a PA and don't, don't not take it seriously. Take every, that's, that's my other advice for the industry is no matter what job you get, take it seriously and, and um, execute with pride and hard work and, and you'll go far. Well, I always try and get my brother who's in the film and motion picture industry to move from uh, Southern California to come to New Mexico. He's been here a couple of times for some shoots and uh, has just always loved it each time. So I, I, I will make sure I send him the link for this yeah. interview. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, Director Dodson, thank you so much. Uh, Amber Dodson, Director of the New Mexico Film Office. Thank you so much for joining us today. For all of the links that we've uh, talked about today, they will be in the show notes and on our blog. And how do you get there? Well, if you're not there already, it's at GarityPR.com. Just click on Garity Perception Survey. Thank you for watching.